This is Ask an Expat with Marcus and Matt from An Expat's Russia, where we answer your questions about what it's like to live, work, and travel in Russia. Hey everyone, in this video we're going to discuss the ideal expat life um, after having lived over 15 years in Russia between the two of us. Um, so I have uh, three children now. Matt, you have a, a kid after moving from Russia to the U.S. Yeah. Um, and we, we talk about going back to Russia. Um, what kind of circumstances would, would have to uh, happen for you to make that move? Sure. I think the number one thing, it has to be, you have to have a remote job. If you're going to live in Russia, um, having a remote job gives you incredible flexibility. Um, Russia, living in Russia is great, but there are some real downsides. And one of the big downsides for me personally is having to work in a Russian company. Um, I'm not saying that there are no good companies to work at as an expat, um, but if you're working as a like expat that is sent to Russia, then this does this doesn't apply. Obviously, you're going to have a different situation. Right. Um, but if you're going to go to Russia and essentially work like a Russian, but you know you're hired. Um, it's, it's really tough. Um, the Russian bureaucracy and hierarchy within companies is, is very different than what Americans are used to. Um, in my experience, lots of Russian companies like to pretend that they are very Western and open-minded and this and that, but, and, and by doing that, they will, you know, solicit everybody's input in, in meetings and whatnot. But in Russian business culture, that's not generally accepted. Right. Like nobody, I always found that when I was working in Russia, I was the only one who was giving their kind of opinion on projects when it was asked of the group. Um, and I always thought that was weird, but really it's because they're asking, but they don't actually want your opinion, especially you as, as right. the American guy. Um, so that was very hard to get used to. And that was very frustrating. If I had a remote job, it would be very different. You would, you would avoid all of that. Um, and then alongside that you, you do butt heads with Russian managers. Um, again, if you're coming in as a senior manager, that's not probably going to be the case. Your subordinates are going to be Russian and that shouldn't be any problem. I loved working with Russians, but working for Russians was very difficult as an American. I mean, I'm just telling it, right. telling it how my experience was. So if I were to go back to Russia- I've heard that from quite a few people. So if I were to go back to Russia, the number one factor definitely remote job. If I was working a remote job or working for myself online and I was location independent, it has to be one of those two options. So that's the mm -hmm. first thing. The second thing is obviously salary level and we can get into that. But what about you? Um, I just wanted to point, uh, make a point to what you said. Um, a lot of people are comfortable working in a lot of foreigners are comfortable working at their position. Um, in Russia to a certain point. I mean, you know, their entry level or, you know, high, a little bit higher, but the growth opportunities for foreigners, for expats at uh, Russian, Russian jobs is kind of, you know, there's a low ceiling, I would say, um, unless you break off and, and do your own thing, you start your own right. company. So well, I can say, how about I, this? I've heard that many times that I can yeah. share my experience as to why I decided to come back to the United States. It wasn't because I wanted to leave Russia. It was because in my career, I found that increasingly companies in Russia were looking at me as 
a native speaking Russian, native English speaking Russian. So when I would go to an interview, um, I had a lot of experience in Russia. I had a lot of experience in a law firm, which is what I what I did and still do work in business development at law firms. But they didn't value that experience. The, the thing that companies value in Russia is foreign experience bringing it to Russia. Right. So I just felt that all of the companies were looking at me and they were saying, well, you know, this guy's got a lot of experience, but it's all in Russia. So he's he's really a Russian for all intents and purposes. So right. at the end of the day, they were looking at me like a native English speaking Russian candidate. And I felt that that was limiting mm -hmm. my career opportunities. I think now if I were to go back to Russia, um, they would look at me very different. You know, I have a um, a job at a very good American law firm, or actually international law firm, um, experience in Russia, or and now experience in the United States. If I went, were to go back to Russia, um, companies would look at me very differently. So I think you have to right. you have this balance, right? If you start your career in Russia, you have to understand that your experience is not international. As much as um, you know, Russian companies like to talk about and tout their companies like you know, working with international companies and with international clients, at the end of the day, it is different, especially when you're talking about career advancement. Now, if you go to Russia as a mid-level professional, then that is going to put you at a different sort of starting point, right? Because they're already hiring you as someone who they think has international experience. Mm -hmm. I never, I worked for, you know, in the field of teaching English and English coaching, for Russian companies and um, I communicated with a lot of managers you know a lot of just uh, HR managers um, higher level higher level executives and I always got the feeling that you know they could it, kind of the Russian approach to things the Russian mentality was holding their company back mm -hmm. to expanding um, I mean, some of them have had very good um, products or right. services, and I just thought they they couldn't break through kind of the the break out of that um, Russian mindset, and and it was just limiting their their right. growth. Um, and I think um, a lot of foreigners they they go to Russia just to experience it, whether it's English teaching or whatever, and then. You know, I'm talking about non non professional. Yeah. So they'll, you know, an entry level job or something. They or they study in Russia and then they say, "Oh, this is great. I want to stay." But they they leave because or they they have to leave or feel you know feel like they have to leave because they can't grow at any of the companies that are 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 offering them positions. Right. So right. Well, like I, they're not going to get a manager position. Right. They're not going to get um, anything like at an executive level because the Russians will all, um, uh, you know, occupy those positions. Right, right. I think it's possible if you come in at a mid to senior level manager, you can make it to the executive level, especially in an international company in Moscow. If, if you speak Russian, right. I don't see really any barrier to that. The problem is starting from the very bottom without any kind yeah. of global experience, most companies that's going to that's going to hurt you. And that was my experience. Mm -hmm. And that's why I came back. Um, and I would love to go back to Russia, actually. So um, 
I, I was self-employed in Russia. I didn't work, you know, as an employee in a lot of places. I uh, was a, um, a prof an English professor at a university. Mm -hmm. um, I know that that's not a real good comparison, but the, the bureaucracy there really was off-putting. Yes. I loved the students. I loved my colleagues. Well, that's what I said. Um, but if you remember what I said, I said working with Russians is fantastic. That is something I miss every day at my job in the United States. It's just the camaraderie that you I have think, with Russians. I think it was even better. I think it was even more interesting overall than working with, with in the U.S. with the U.S. 100 team. 100% agree. 100% agree. The problem is not working with Russians, but working for Russians. Right. Now, I think this is so changing, though. I think it's changing because the younger Russians are now becoming the managers. So I think in you know the next five to ten years, it will be quite a bit better. But, well, obviously, time will tell. Will tell. Right. Let's get into, then, you know, the ideal expat life um, in, in all aspects. So, like, you're, you're satisfied with your work. You're satisfied with, um, you know, your standard of living. Um, I know we've talked about this before. Um, for me to to really go back to Russia, I want the flexibility of of working for myself mm -hmm. or a remote position where I could, I could, if I were a subordinate, I would want to work with somebody Western minded, right. um, just because I I would want to kind of avoid all of the uh, the miscommunication, even though we would speak the same language, yeah. right? if it were a Russian manager, it still wouldn't be the same. So, but, um, you know, I, I would definitely need a uh, remote position. And then that would give me the flexibility. Having lived in, in uh, Moscow, I could choose where, where I'd want to live and, and be free from kind of the, uh, the rush hour traffic. And um, that's another, what another about big benefit. So um, if I were to move back to Moscow, I think the only way I could ever convince my wife to do it would be to have a remote job or have my own company that we were doing and, and live far from the, the city center, you know, live in a nice area of Moscow, right? but not, you know, right in the hustle bustle. You want to be able you want to be close enough that you can get to Moscow on the weekend, you know, take advantage of all the restaurants and the stores and things to do, but you want to be far enough away that it's quiet and, you know, you have some space, which is definitely possible. You just need to have, um, mm -hmm. you know, a decent income. I usually say that I would need probably $7,000 a month to be able to go back to Russia and have the same type of life that I have here in the U.S. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe, obviously, there's going to be some trade-offs, right? But more or less, um, I think $7,000 would give me the, the life that I would want to have in Moscow. Now, if I was completely remote and didn't depend on Moscow whatsoever, I think you could live on significantly less and have an awesome life in a smaller Russian city. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, um, as far as our family, um, you know, at that time when I was in, in Moscow in 2019, I had two kids. Now I have um, a young boy as well. So for three kids, five-person family, I would, I would need to be making, you know, around ninety thousand or more a year to make it worth it. And, and the only reason, ninety thousand dollars a year, 
or more and the only reason really is I would have to you know plan on my kids going to a private school yeah. uh, which would be the the biggest cost so you'd win in in you know you'd pay less in income tax for example um, but uh, and much less in health care right. the problem is but the you know the school your yeah so uh, um, but I did calculate how much you know when we were leaving Russia how much we needed kind of to to live comfortably there um, it was for four a four-person family it came to about sixty thousand dollars in Moscow mm -hmm. um, so you know we had a car um, we lived uh, you know about 20 minutes south of Red Square on the subway mm -hmm. and um, the school was nearby I was pay, paying for a private uh, school um, for two kids right uh, but anything less than that would would be a stretch right, right? so now now having five I I'd only go back if it, it was 90 90 plus a year so like uh, yeah ar around the the same thing same uh, level but let's let's uh, kind of illustrate what you could get for for that sure well I think in terms of accommodation if you were making seven thousand dollars a month for example you could easily spend two thousand which is what a hundred and fifty thousand rubles a month on accommodation you could get whatever you want if you want to be in the center you could get probably a four bedroom really nice nicely remodeled apartment if you wanted to live outside the center i think you're probably close to being able to rent a decent townhouse um maybe not like an international in, in an international neighborhood but in like a russian style townhouse with a little garage and two or three floors maybe 150 square meters i think that's doable um, or you could probably go right. further out and even get a house. Um, you definitely wouldn't be able to get a house walking distance from the metro, but you could easily probably find a house that was a short drive away from um, a metro station. You could um, get on the train line. Or I was going to say on the on the elektrichka, you could probably get a, a house within walking distance of an elektrichka somewhere if you wanted to be outside the, the MCOD, which is the ring road in Moscow. Just outside. We're not talking... You know hundreds of kilometers away but right so i think in terms of housing i would say that type of salary you could get just about anything if you're in the salary range of you know six thousand seven thousand dollars a month or more um you're not limited financially by uh you're not limited by choice uh based on your finances so you could you could rent anywhere you want um pretty much and the the limitation would be your preferences so if you if you prefer kind of a city life you're you're close to shopping centers and um uh you know theaters and and entertainment then you could get a very nice spacious apartment in the city um and then you know if you're if you have a family you need more space then you could rent a townhouse or even a house uh within 45 minutes or so by by car or by train um to the center or to you know a main station uh, within i would say 150 or 200,000 rubles a month um right. so if i were to go back with my family i would i would actually consider 
you know, renting a townhouse or, or purchasing one and uh, kind of living, living outside the city a little bit. Right. No, and I would do exactly the same. Um, once you have kids, you don't have any time really to go to bars or restaurants with friends anyway. So it doesn't make sense to pay the premium to be there. Um, it's easier just to take a taxi the once in a blue moon that you're going to do it. Um, so yeah, I, I would agree with that, Marcus. Um, trying to think what else would you, you might want to think about if you were, uh, you know, deciding whether you want, you know, we wanted to go back. Well, a lot I mean, of people really, say they don't need a car, for example. But yeah. I found that a car was super helpful, and uh, I couldn't, I couldn't do without a car. If I if I went back to Russia, I would still have a car. Um, you know, if if you have kids, more than one kid, it's it's tough to get around without a car because you want to go do fun things with your kid, and right. Um, so and driving in in Moscow is not that bad. Some people are scared and and. It's aggressive, but you can get used to it. Yeah, I, I never had a problem driving, though I didn't drive every day. Um, yeah, I think you're right. We need to have, you know, location independence, whether that was a remote job or our own company um, to support ourselves. We'd need to have, you know, six, seven thousand dollars a month. And you probably want a car. I mean, those are kind of like the things that would make um, living in Russia great. Moscow, especially. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, you know, you and I have been uh, starting this new new project, xmote.com, to help yep. people um, who have remote jobs, you know, they can keep their remote jobs and work in Russia completely legally, get a work visa. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, with this globalization of, of uh, people working pretty much anywhere they want, this is and, and the ruble being very low or being mm -hmm. very weak, this is really the, the right time to, to think about um, you know, possibly moving to Russia if you have a real interest in Russian, of course, right. in, in the language, in the culture, in, in you know, living in Russia. Um, you know, if you have a remote job, you could probably live, live anywhere nowadays because due to COVID kind of pushing that to, to be a... Right an option for most employers. Right, right. So you'll hear more about it from us in the future. We are just starting this new project XMOTE. Um, you can find the link in the description below. And uh, let us know what you think of our comments on what it would take for us to go back to Russia. This was Ask an Expat with Marcus and Matt from an Expat Russia. We hope you enjoyed the video, and if you have a question about Russia, let us know in the comments. We'll answer it in another video.